out of sync. It was so bad. Like, we're going to fix it. But I love that I, I can tell you're upset that I fucked up because you flipped me off on the countdown. The listeners will notice, but I fucked up my own recording and didn't actually record the first three minutes of our previous conversation. So there's no naturalness to this. But hey, Adrian, kick us off with that intro. <laughs> Welcome to Sweet Tea and D&D. I'm your co-host, Adrian. I'm, I'm fucking tired. I'm Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the guys. reason we have to mark every episode as explicit. Uh, so, only initially. Only, only initially. Once you start, we'll. Yeah, once we'll, we get uh, past this part, we're not as bad. But yeah, no, I, no, we're bad. We're still bad people. But hey, um, so I'm excited for this episode <laughs> because uh, it's very winter themed, and I want to be away from this godforsaken hellscape that is South Texas at this time, uh, as well as all over the state until the water wars start. So what do we got today? <laughs> That's a hint. Take the hint, guys. Take, Take the, the hint. hint. Take, Take the water that wars. beautiful lead in to gonna... this majestic creature known as the... This... Yeti. Yeti. Not just to be confused <clears throat> with a cup. Ah, that yes. took you <laughs> way <laughs> too long. It took him so long. <laughs> I'm so slow right now. I gave blood today. I donated blood today, guys, and then she made me do all Did the they dishes. Take it only and, from well, your no, brain. that's not true. I helped with the dishes. You definitely helped with. There was a lot of dishes. There's a lot of dishes. Um, and and now I'm tired. Actually, no, it was the meat chopping. It was the frozen meat chopping that mm. wore me out. It's how you get thin slices on your beef. Ooh. And they were delicious. Oh, it nice. was good. Broccoli beef. Would recommend. Yeti. Frozen. Cold. Like Let's my heart. Yes. <laughs> a Yeti's windborne howl sounds out across remote mountains, striking fear into the hearts of the scattered miners and herders that dwell there. These hulking creatures stalk alpine peaks in a ceaseless hunt for food. Their snow-white fur lets them move like ghosts across the frozen landscape. A Yeti's icy simian eyes can freeze its prey in place. Creepy. Creepy. Yes, yes. Um, apparently they are keen hunters. Uh, folk of the high peaks travel in groups and go armed, knowing that Yetis can smell living flesh from miles away. When it finds prey, a Yeti moves quickly over the ice and stone to claim its meal, howling to the thrill of the hunt. Even in a blizzard, the scent of its quarry draws the Yeti through the cold and snow. Yetis hunt in solitude or in small family groups. Uh, when creatures flee from a Yeti or engage it in battle, other Yetis might catch the scent of blood and close in. Kind of a uh, shark frenzy we got kind of going on here. <clears throat> huh? Sounds like it. Uh, the territorial Yeti find the territorial Yetis fight one another for the spoils of such battles, and Yetis slain in the fight are also eaten amid the euphoric howls. I just want to do like a Chewbacca yell, but I can't. Do I don't a know how to do yell, a Chewbacca so. yell either. <laughs> it sounds like a dying yeah. seal, which would be fit in the Arctic. They're all dying. Um, uh, mm, I have yes. to stop going clubbing, <laughs> yes. especially if there's Yetis. <laughs> it's the Yetis, aka polar bears. Um, so, where can we find the which are all dying? Yeah, where can we find this beautiful creature? I mean. Up high in the Alpine. You must be tired. I meant uh, <laughs> Ah. Ah. Yes, of course. 
It's on page 305 and 306, God guys. God bless you. Of the Monster bless Manual, you, to be specific. <laughs> <laughs> this is for flipping me off at the beginning of recording. <laughs> I, that's what you get for making me have to record it again. It was again. two and a half minutes. I, we'll make it back. I read half a page. Ooh, poor <laughs> thing. <laughs> Your cat's roaming around in the background. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. Max he, is commenting. He's, he's unhappy about the mm-hmm. dosing he got. He's on drugs, guys. Ah, uh, terrifying howlers. The yetis. The yetis. The yetis. I'm back on the yetis. Also Max. Also yeah. Max. Uh, before an avalanche, a blizzard, or a deadly frost, the yetis' howls sweep down the mountain slopes on, a, on the icy wind. Some people of the Alpine Peaks believe that the voices of loved ones killed in the avalanches and blizzards sound out in the wails of the yetis, crying warnings of ill omen. More pragmatic folk attest to the Yeti's ha- attest that the Yeti's howl is a reminder that, despite the great accomplishments of civilization, the civilized become the hunted in nature's untamed domain. Okay, cool. harbingers of death and such. Yeah, darkness. Yeah, and reminders that civilization's not that civil. Snow will yes. murder you with Brute- any regret. With no regret. Brutal rampagers. Uh, when mountain herds are abundant, yetis stay clear of humanoid realms. Driven by hunger, they attack humanoid settlements in waves, breaking down gates and stockade walls that once might have daunted them, then devouring the creatures within. Devious mountain folk sometimes use the yetis as unwitting weapons. A warlord might lay down slaughtered sheep or goats to draw yetis into an enemy's camp, sowing chaos and thinning the ranks before battle. Mountain clan chiefs, wanting to expand their territory, overhunt local game to diminish the yetis' food supply, inspiring attacks on humanoid settlements that are swiftly annexed in the aftermath. So really it's not the yetis that are the problem. It's the humanoid creatures, the assholes. Yeah. yeah, it's the intelligent yeah. ones. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's the civilized. Yeah, the civilized. I mean, the mm-hmm. the Yeti's just got to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Same, a lot. Probably. Oh, I'm sure. They, I mean, it sounds like it. They big, hungry, uh, abominable Yetis. Mm. Not to be confused with the adorable Yetis. Um, an abominable Yeti is larger than a normal Yeti, standing three times as tall as a human. It typically lives and hunts alone, though a pair of abominable yetis uh, might live together long enough to raise young. These towering yetis are highly territorial and savage, attacking and devouring any warm-blooded creatures they encounter, then scattering the bones across the ice and snow. Aww. Home decoration. You gotta, you, you gotta know. train them yeah. young. Interior decoration with the so bones of your enemies. I use antlers in all of my deck. Every Yeti is Gaston. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that is Le Description. Talk about that stat. What what does it look like? Like, what do they give us nice of a job? I mean, I mean, it looks like a Yeti. I mean, so if I turn the book to you and just show you the picture, this is an audio medium, so probably. It, it's what? big. It's like okay, if you imagined like a massive silverback gorilla, and then covered him in white fur, and also gave him kind of the curled uh, uh, ram horns. Ram horns. Oh, I didn't know they had horns. And like this particular one does. Does, does. this one the regular or the abominable? Does it this say? is it? It 
No, the little flavor text here says, On your guard. That's not the wind howling. Oh, you're dead. That's how I feel about polar bears. They're not... They're silent, though. Don't trust them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he very much has kind of... I, I, I would compare it to, like, your minotaur horns or whatever. They kind of yeah. up there, curl back. Yeah. Um, but really just a large ape with long white hair. Alrighty. So. But yeah, so the Yeti is a large monstrosity and he is chaotic evil. He has an armor class of 12, natural armor, hit points of 51 or 6d10 plus 18, a speed of 40 feet and a climb of 40 feet. Um... A strength of 18, which is a plus 4. A dex of 13, which is a plus 1. A con of 16, which is a plus 3. An intelligence of 8, which is a minus 1. A wisdom of 12, which is a plus 1. And a charisma of 7, which is a minus 2. Um, he has a plus 3 to perception and a plus 3 to stealth. And he is immune to cold damage. Um, he has, uh, dark vision up to 60 feet and a passive perception of 13, and he speaks the language Aww. Yeti. what if you could learn Yeti? Ah, he's got his own... Love his language. Own Is that like my cat speaks cat? Like, Yeti speaks However Yeti? However they communicate, right? Right. He's a challenge rating of three. What's so, their intelligence again? Kind of. Their intelligence is eight. Minus Technically one. considered intelligence, so if you cast like speak with animals or something or comprehend languages, you would be able to understand Yeti. Oh, which I believe cool. is tongues is to speak it. Yeah, exactly. They, that's like you were in our territory. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know that minus two to charisma is—he's uh, not going to try to convince you. To no, do it's going to maul you in the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> um, fear of fire if the yeti takes fire damage it has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until the end of its next turn uh, keen smell the yeti has advantage on wisdom perception checks that rely on smell snow camouflage the yeti has advantage on dexterity uh, stealth checks made to hide in snowy terrain um, for its actions, it has multi-attack. The Yeti can use its chilling gaze and make and makes two claw attacks. So claw is a melee weapon attack, is a plus six to hit, a reach of five feet for one target. On a hit, it does seven damage or 1d6 plus four, slashing damage plus three uh, or 1d6 cold damage. So he brings the cold with him. It's like him. an average. Uh, you hit... Yeah, you hand him your beers that are not quite cold enough for you, and he, he'll chill mm, Like the mountains and Coors Light. Uh, yeah, I don't know, sure. beer. Yep. Whatever yep. the one is That's... that it's like it turns blue when it's the perfect temperature. Oh, yeah. No, the the sex and the canoe ones. Yeah. Um, chilling gaze. The Yeti targets one creature it can see within 30 feet of it. If the target can see the Yeti, the target must sit, succeed, succeed Suck. on a DC 13 <laughs> constitution saving throw against this magic or take 
uh, 3d6 cold damage and then be paralyzed for a minute, unless it is immune to cold damage. Mm. The target can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on itself on a success. If the target's saving throw is successful, or if the effect ends on it, the target is immune to the chilling gaze of all yetis, but not abominable yetis, for an hour. Damn. Okay. Okay. So if you're fighting a swarm, you don't have to keep trying over and over, I guess. Swarm of yetis does sound... Terrifying. Quite terrifying. They hunt in packs. It said so. It said fa- small family groups. It said alone or small family groups. What is a pack if not a fall, small family group? I mean, I would think multiple I'm families. I'm assuming, like, would, would it be like a mom and a dad and Yeti genders and then, like, and then they're teaching and the two baby. and a half kids? I don't know. Maybe they were use, like, American perfect family statistics. This is our half Probably. child. We shaved him. <laughs> like, T. <laughs> Her name yeah, is T. This is Yet, and that's T. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> so the abominable, uh, the uh, indomitable abominable yeti, uh, is a huge monstrosity that is chaotic mm-hmm. evil. It has an armor class of fifteen versus what did I say twelve for the regular guy, um, and then a, a hit points of one thirty seven uh, or eleven d twelve plus sixty six. And then a speed of 40 feet and a climb of 40 feet. So that's the same. Um, it has a strength of 24, so plus 7 to strength. Ooh. <laughs> a dex of 10, so plus 0. A con of 22, which is plus 6. Uh, 9 for intelligence, so minus 1. A 13 of wisdom, which is plus 1. And a 9 for charisma, which is a minus 1. Uh, plus 5 to Perception, plus 4 to Stealth, Immune to Cold, Dark Vision 60. Um, and it's a challenge rating of 9. So, triple. Triple the challenge rating. Damn. There. And three Ooh. times the size. Is, or no, it's, it, What's the size? It's it's huge. The other one's large. It's huge, it's huge large. versus so it's large. Another five by five. So it's 15 by 15 for the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot. So much space. Yeah. A lot. It's a lot of Yeti. <laughs> Whole lot of Yeti. Feed feed a feed a village for like a year. True. <laughs> or feed on a village for like a yeah. week. <laughs> Maybe less. Depends <laughs> how many offerings it's gotten from the nearby warlords. Uh-huh. Um, so the only um difference that I see between these. He still has the multi-attack, the claw, the chilling gaze. Um, though his claw has a plus 11 to hit versus the plus 6 yeah, to hit. Yeah, um, yeah. it's and all then, that extra strength. Yeah, a 2d6 plus 7 slashing damage plus 2d6 cold damage. Um, but then he has an additional a- ability um, called Cold Breath uh, with uh, recharge of six. The Yeti exhales a 30-foot cone of frigid air. Each creature in the area must make a DC 18 constitution saving throw, taking uh, 10d8 cold damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful save. Holy Up to 80 <laughs> damage? Christ. What's mm-hmm. the... Mm-hmm. And it's and it's area of effect? Yeah. Uh, 30-foot cone. Holy What's the... What's the save for the fear, the gaze? 
the DC save. Let's see. Da, 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 da. DC 18 constitution <laughs> saving. I think the other one was like so, 13 yeah. or something. 12 or 13? Uh, 13, yeah. yeah. Plus 5. Yeah. You're dead. Now. So. That's, yeah. That's why that CR is so much higher. murder machine. As most creatures are in that book. But that's great. Alright, so. Here are my thoughts. Family of yetis for like a small party. If not just one in the mountains or whatever. But abominable one if you're higher level. And ready to like mess with the people. So I was thinking as a story kind of aspect of it, you have the party is like in a remote ice village or whatever in the mountains herding or whatever. And uh, they've been told like, hey, no raw food. Don't go into the mountains with raw food. You have to have dry food. If you hear something scream, it's probably too late or whatever. So the idea is that they either get attacked while they're outside in the field or like in the mountains looking for whatever they're doing. Or they've been requested by the group, like the city or camp or whatever, to go and kill the Yeti for pay. Alternatively, the idea was that um, either it's between two warring factions, as they've kind of already set up, or the Yeti has come into the city and puts the fear of God into somebody, because that gaze is paralysis, right? So we're going to talk about other conditions, but paralysis is a creature is incapacitated. And they are incapacitated, meaning they can take no actions or reactions. Uh, the, they automatically fail strength and dexterity saving throws. All attack rolls against them have advantage. And any attack that hits the creature is a critical. So double damage. Ooh. As long as they're within five feet. Range shots, not so much. Melee attacks, yes. So I would say... and based off what they're kind of describing these creatures is, is one, they're faster. They have a speed of 40. They could book that shit into the mm. snow, and you'll never catch them. So I can see it as the party, either a member is taken from a camp, or somebody is attacked in the village, and whoever the victim is is knocked unconscious by the glare, and then they grab them and just haul ass towards the mountain. And so now it's kind a chase. Of a, uh... Right. Kind of a Star Wars bit of a reference there. You wake up hanging from the cave. I have not <laughs> He's the seen next that Star Wars episode. Which one is it? I'm going to guess three. No, no, no. It's one of oh, the old ones. Four. It's, um, I'm going to blank on which one it is now. It's um, uh, The Empire Strikes Back. That's second, isn't it? I could be wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I could be very wrong. This is a bad thing to be wrong about. Why did I bring oh, a Star Wars reference? That's on you. I've not seen them, so I'm innocent. I've seen A New Hope, which is four, I think. Because it's. I mean, I've seen all new... of them, but not in a hot yeah. minute. I couldn't tell you which was which. You only I watched them all together. I guess I've seen Empire Strikes Back because that's where he gets his hand cut off, right? Right. That's all. I've yeah. never seen the last one. Yeah. You did a bad. Thomas is trying to Google, and he did a real bad job. Oh, yeah. Hoth. It's the one on Hoth. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, I think. But yeah, yeah. Either way, Nine. the group will then have to go we'll get on a chase. Um, I will say, uh, as the p- creature runs away, it says there's no actions or reactions, but the person who's been captured has the ability to try to make the saves and try to break the paralysis. Right, and it only lasts for a minute. Only lasts for a minute, yeah. If it's a town person, a commoner has an HP of four. They're already out just from the cold damage, right? Like, they ain't gonna make it. Uh, But this is also an opportunity for the creature to knock somebody down and just wail on them with criticals and, you know, kill them right off the bat. 
and then just drag their corpse up. So now you're either chasing a living body or you're trying to recover a friend's corpse or something like that. Like, make it dramatic and have it where, like, Right. As the DM, you want to set that ambiance of like a cold winter night, and then every now and then just play a few Yeti screams on your voice chat or whatever. Your yeah, soundboard. Your soundboard. No. Have some <laughs> Yeti screams queued up on your soundboard, uh, and go from there. So it's great. Uh, I really like this creature. It seems very difficult for high levels at a, a nine for um, kind of going into the mountains. There, um, I think it would be even worse if you put large yeti and regular size yetis together like maybe the abominals one the kids are the regular size Ooh, that'd be rough right yep everybody's kind of like there's you know there's always a bigger yeah. fish right but uh which oh man is another star wars never mind mm-hmm. um stop making star wars references but but <laughs> i know i hadn't seen them in a long time uh uh but yeah so like I, I would imagine, you know, some some of the towns, uh, like, flocks yeah. are, you know, disappearing a half flock yeah. at a time. And and they know, like, oh, it's it's a Yeti or a pair of Yetis or whatever. And then you go to, you know, your party goes out to start fighting them. And it's like, I'm thinking high level. Oh, there's a pair of yeah. them. Oh, actually, those are the kids. Yeah. And you could even do a... You can make it worse, like let's say the party's higher level magic and they just teleport into this icy space or somehow they're brought here without really being filled in. It could be that they're hunting something and like, ooh, uh, we didn't bring rations on this trip. The ranger's like, I got us and goes kills like a mountain goat or some shit. Now you have fresh blood drawn or they get in a fight with somebody else and one of them is bleeding. That Yeti's just like, I'm going to get some free food uh, and free meal. That's free real estate. So I could see that as like a, they had no idea what was coming was a Yeti when they were already in some other encounter. And I think that'd be another fun, interesting thing to do with that. I will say the fire thing is a a bonus bonus Yeti. Um, I will say the bonus to hitting them with fire is going to help the party out a lot. But if you don't have fire. If they know. And for God's sake. Well, with the DC three, with the the regular ones being not a DC, uh, 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 yeah, a, yeah, yeah that, of, of 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 three, they might not have as much like fire magic on yeah. hand. There's some fire spells, but you might run out of them, and so uh, it's a good idea to. The way I've always thought about it too is that there are vulnerabilities, and there are ways to access those vulnerabilities. Like, mate, one as a DM, you should be describing those vulnerabilities. Like, oh, the creature's blinded; it's having a hard time. You see, it's struggling to hit its target, or you, you want to make sure that a player is just like, well, I know these guys are, they're, they're weak to fire, hit them with fire. I played Skyrim Elder Scrolls. Like I know that. Right. So, uh, there's the, the character or the play. Both. Yeah. So it, it's mainly just kind of making sure they're like, well, roll to see if you know that mm, you don't, sorry. Mountain knowledge is not your forte. You're from the sea, dumbass. So don't read the monster manuals guide. So, all right. Go read, read a book. book. <laughs> yeah. Touch grass and read a book. All right. What do we got for our magic item? This week we have pipes of the sewers. Uh-huh. She was really excited about these Ooh. sewer pipes. Yeah, they're they're very limited use, but very fun. I'm all for it. That's what most so, magic items are. These these are a wondrous item. They are uncommon and require attunement. And where would we find them? 
you would find them on page 185. Not in the sewer. Not, I mean, yes, in the sewer, but also on page 185 of the Dungeon Master's Guide. Sweet. So, these look like a set of, like, pan pipes, um, if you're trying to get a picture. So, you must be proficient with wind instruments to use these pipes. While you are attuned to the pipes, ordinary rats and giant rats are indifferent towards you and will not attack you unless you threaten or harm them. The pipes have three charges. If you play the pipes as an action, you can use a bonus action to expend one of three charges, calling forth a swarm of rats. Each with with each expended charge, provided that enough rats are within a half mile of you to be called in this fashion, as determined by the DM. So if you're in the Yeti's territory, it might not work Snow so rats. well. Yeah. Yes. But if you're in the sewers, in city. because they are the pipes of the yep. sewers. Or in a city. For sure, in a city, you're covered. Oh, yeah. Um, if there aren't enough rats to form a swarm, the charge is wasted. Called swarms move toward the music by the shortest available route, but aren't under your control otherwise. Um, the pipes regain 1d3 expended charges daily at dawn. So, these are, these are like a Pied Piper situation. Yeah. You summon rats. Pied Piper played for children, though. Do they steal children, too? I don't know. I haven't finished reading. That's a follow-up. That's the (laughs) pipe of the diapers. No sewers. Just going straight to diapers. Right. Um... Whenever a swarm of rats that isn't under another creature's control comes within 30 feet of you while you're playing the pipes, you can make a charisma check contested by the swarm's wisdom check. So apparently rat swarms have mm-hmm. a wisdom. They do. Um, very smart animals. They have stats in the monster manual if anyone wants to look at what a swarm of rats is. Um, if you lose the contest, the swarm behaves as it normally would and can't be swayed by the pipes music for the next 24 hours. If you win the contest, the swarm is swayed by the pipes music and becomes friendly to you and your companions for as long as you continue to play each round as an action. A friendly swarm obeys your commands. If you issue no commands to a friendly swarm, it defends itself but otherwise takes no actions. If a friendly swarm starts its turn and can't hear the pipes music, your control over that swarm ends and the swarm behaves as it normally would and can't be swayed by the pipes music for the next 24 hours. So, free pipe swarm or free rat swarms. Free rat swarms. Except that you have to use, except you have to use your action every time to maintain. The you swarm, you also but. have to convince them. So what what? Yeah. Is it intelligence wisdom? What was it? Wisdom. 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 So the swarm of rats, which is on page three thirty nine in the dungeons ma- in the monster manual. Monster manual. The M and M. Yep, yep. I lost the y'all. M-M-M-M. Yeah. You lost us. No. Ah, oh, they have an intelligent. No, they have a wisdom of ten, which is plus zero. Okay. Which is more than the yeti. Wow. <laughs> the swarm of rats is more intelligent than the yeti. <laughs> more wise. Probably less intelligent, but more uh, wise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, they have a two, which is a minus four. Yeah, they intelligence. Have, yeah. So they're yeah, wise. Yeah. They're, they're all they those little wise. brains together. They Genius. They, they know what to do with what little information. I want to point out a commoner has a wisdom of 10. These rats are as smart as people when they work together. I mean, I believe it. Have you yeah, met rats? Yeah, they're t- smart. So, 
let's see, what was a a single rat also has a wisdom of wow, 10, genius. So. Impressive. I so I like this idea that you can pull them together depending where you're at, and then I like that to convince them to join you is still a role, right? Mm-hmm. What is the CR of it? I can't imagine it being more than like one for a swarm of rats. Oh, you waited till I close the I can book. Google it. <laughs> it's like right here at the back though, so it's it's fairly... you can get there first. Easy. They are CR of a quarter. Uh, the yeah. swarm is. Yeah. They have 24 HP yeah. with an armor class of 10, and there is a quarter of them. Sorry, I got held up on this picture of a mastiff that has a yeah, saddle. Yeah, you can ride him if you're a um, small creature. Yeah, so I gotta say, they can be used as mounts, I believe. <laughs> nice. I'm all about this. The rats right. could ride on it, they're intelligent enough. It's terrifying. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so these pipes only have um, three charges a day, or you have to recharge mm-hmm. them. And you have so you have to have rats. You have to play the pipes um, as like um, you play the pipes as an action, and as a bonus action, you expend the charge to call the rats. So that's both of your your action yeah. and your bonus action. Yeah, and then. Um, a giant rat can ride. And then you also head. have to beat a, um, a small beast. charisma check against their wisdom. So you've got a lot of steps. And then you have to continue playing, I'm assuming, as your yeah. action every round. So it costs you a lot to maintain these rats. So it doesn't seem like a useful combat thing. But I'm guessing there are I mean, some exploratory... If, I don't know. If you're, I'm a to bard, if you're a bard playing a support role... I would think a swarm of rats could help your team out. But they don't really, like, they're not fighters, right? Bards are there to buff, and if you're just controlling rats, you're not buffing your team. Especially if it takes an action to do it. I would, yeah. I would say distracting the enemy with them is a buff, but maybe not. I mean, I if, know, if you probably. summon three groups at once, that's three extra attacks for your party. So that's not bad. That's yeah. true. Um, but I, the problem I have with that is that it's, you, you have, correct me if I'm wrong, you have to play and they come in from an hour. Their speed is not impacted by it. So they have, for, they are, can be up to half a mile away, right? Mean, they'll get there they'll eventually. They'll get there eventually. We'll 5280 yeah. is the number of feet in a mile. So 2640, that's how many feet there are in half a mile. It would take them 88 rounds to reach you if they were at the perimeter of the limit of the spell. Yeah, but you're, if you're, like, in the sewers, they're, like, not a half hour away. Like, you got rats all yeah. over the place. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it depends. Like, if you're in the woods, though, and they're on the perimeter of it, and that's just a conjure enough to make a swarm, that would be rough. But yeah. I, I like it. It's, like, oh, a yeah. good flavor thing of, like, you could sick them on, like, a a bar or something like I could see it being used more for role playing mm-hmm. or distraction. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Oh, we're the yeah. health inspectors and your tavern is filled with rats and just role play that shit. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, so what are our DM just the tabs for this session? We are going to talk about, we're going to ask Zach 
to spare share his wisdom. wisdom on. I have a ten to wisdom. <laughs> Me and the rats. Ah, like, so just like the rats. Yeah. You and the rats and the commoners. commoners. That's because you are. Yeah. Yeah, you you're are. commoner. I'm, a, right? I'm not an adventurer. <laughs> I can't hold. I can hold a sword, but I probably couldn't kill anyone. I could probably kill somebody with it, but it'd probably be an accident if I'm honest. Uh, <laughs> so hmm. I forgot what we decided. <laughs> Pull up vulnerability, the... immunity, and um, resistance. Yeah, what you were asking about earlier. Yeah. 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 The things that you say you always have to ask about when she's you're asking playing, about them yes. now. You forgot. Yeah. She no. Asking. She forgot what she was going to ask, ask about them. It's important. <laughs> So, um, there, those three conditions, they're not really a condition. They're more of part of a stat block than anything. So immunity means you can't be affected by that damage at all. So if you're immune to psychic damage, you can't do it. Um, the, uh, vulnerability means you take double damage from it. And then resistant means you take half damage. So these are always great ways to try to take your, uh, creatures out or party members out. So party members i should say there are great ways to injure people but it's also something you have to take into factor when you're in combat and it's kind of a good idea to talk about mm -hmm. like they're they're immune to cold yetis are immune to cold so they're not impacted by the right. snow at all now let's say these your players are now in a chase into the snowy mountains if they're not prepared to find their friend who's just been kidnapped they're gonna have to make constitution saving throws before they're exhausted as, as they're running up into the mountains and trying to climb and pace a yeti so with right but you probably if they start if if your group starts attacking the yeti you don't just come out and say oh it's immune to cold if they try to no, hit no, it no. cold damage You're, there are that's there's a monk class created by matt mercer i think it's way of the cobalt soul is my guess I, I know it's what it is but essentially you'd have to spend like a key point to hit the creature and if it fails a save or maybe it's automatic i don't remember that uh you learn about their vulnerabilities and resistances if not just their resistances and anything like that so there are ways to do that otherwise you as a dm have to give that flair in the game from my perspective yeah you... uh, because the party yeah. shouldn't know it automatically unless they're like i'm a yeti expert i'm actually a yetiologist or whatever if that's like in their background and they didn't just say i'm a yetiologist as soon as the initiative role is made like yeah then by all means give them some credit on yetis they know that much but have them roll otherwise and be like oh you don't know anything about it but it's going to take part of their action to figure out if they know about yetis um yeah, I guess yeah. I probably think of more on the lines of when something is, uh, uh, you know, resistance to bludgeoning yep. damage, and your party hits it a couple times, you don't go, oh, it, you know, uh, didn't seem like it hurt it yeah. that bad, right? Like, that's that's exactly I think what you would do. You'd say, oh, that looks like it didn't do as it yeah. didn't hurt as bad as you thought it would, and that's that's how I've always seen DMs. That's how I've done it. Indicate as well. a a resistance or an immunity. Yeah, like if it's piercing, uh, and you're like. That ray, that ray of frost didn't really seem yeah. to phase him very much. Exactly. He watches it just... <laughs> he may yeah. have enjoyed it. <laughs> he took pleasure in it. Mm. Uh, there's the uh, like piercing damage, slashing, all that stuff. Like The wound's not as deep as you thought it was. Like The impact, not as much as you thought it was for bludgeoning. Or uh, same thing for piercing. It didn't penetrate as far as you expected it to when you fight other creatures. So that's a good way to describe that. 
I mean, if you're giving them psychic damage, you're probably not going to be like, ooh, his brain doesn't hurt as much. He's, he's not as psyched as you thought he was going to be. <laughs> and it could be that if it's something like that, like you as the caster would know that that didn't work very well. I would give it to that if like you use that as like a roll me an arcana real quick and tell me how you felt about that spell or whatever you want to do with that. Um, the vulnerabilities, the important one when it comes to combat, because that's where you can do all that extra damage. As a player, the resistance is what you want, because it's very odd. It's very difficult to get immunity as a player. There are magic items, but in most cases, you're going to get resistances. So there's just items you can wear that half that damage, right? Or... Yeah, they also seem to be racial. There are some. So Genasi, I believe, get a, a resistance to every their damage type based off of their uh, sub race. Yeah. Element. Yeah, and as a dwarf, my character is resistant yep, to poison. Yep, you're an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. I'm fair. There's <laughs> a lot of right, things but... that are. That is the way I've kind of interpreted it for all this time. But now I think about it, like a lot of poisonous things are underground. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's Spiders. like a high constitution yeah. thing and living underground yeah. and all that. But it's always like you're resistant to poison. It's like alcohol is poison. Is that why? Are all, I mean, yeah, that, all that's the drunks. Yeah, it's really offensive stereotypes. So there are yeah. some handy ways to force resistances. There are spells that you can get that for yourself. Uh, absorb elements is a good one where you take some of the damage and then you can spit it back out another way. Uh, there are items you can wear that create resistances. Um, there are, I, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything in terms of like uh, immunity. However, for vulnerability, there are two classes that can force it. The Grave Cleric can use Path to the Grave, which is whatever the next attack is against it doubles down. And so, so oh. this is, if you're a cleric, a grave cleric, and you got an assassination rogue, listen up. Uh, cleric, hold your turn until it's time for the rogue. And right before they do it, force path uh, to the grave. Uh, and then watch their uh, attack do a shit ton of damage. Bonus if you're standing right next to the creature they're targeting, because they automatically get uh, sneak attack for that. Sneak yep. attack. Uh, there is... A less useful version that still works for the wild magic sorcerer. Uh, if you roll a 95 or a 96 on the wild magic surge table, uh, you and all creatures within 30 feet of you gain vulnerability to piercing damage for the next minute. So it's not just your enemy, it's, oh it's you too. So, and all your yeah, allies. If they're within 30 feet. So oh, that's man. that's not fun. So, so if you like start off the battle. While you're still just, like, real close with your friend, you're like, mm, I'm going to cast some magic. Oh, okay, let me roll on my yeah. table. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Today I'm going to cast <laughs> this long-range fireball at that approaching enemy of our group of archers, and you're like, oh, I have fucked up. <laughs> Everybody's getting pin-cushioned. Um, there yeah. is a... Um, there are two spells that I know that do this as well. I believe Hallow is one, and the other one is Contagion. I have to look them up because I don't remember. Uh, so energy vulnerability. Uh, so you can select effective creatures in the area have vulnerability to one damage type of your choice, except bludgeoning, piercing, or slashing. So if you hallow some ground and then you're like, eh, this is fine. Uh, so hallow is a 24-hour cast time. Yeah. Oh. 
So you gotta you gotta know the battle's yeah. coming. It's like something you do at like your holy place or whatever. Something you have time for. Guys, fight fight over here. No, no, no. no. Like move like ten feet to yeah, the right. Step into Y'all the space. are missing yeah. out. It's a fifth level spell and it works on celestials, elementals, fiends, phase, and undead. Uh, so you can force that impact on them. Well, and then I know there's a a cursed armor that like you attune and it like oh you pick whether bludgeoning, piercing, or or um, slashing damage, and you're like uh, uh, resistant to one of those, but then you're vulnerable to the uh, other two. That's so not a winner. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's it's yeah, a that's cursed how you item, mess with so, your party. Yeah. Um, so the other one that forces vulnerability is Contagion. It is a melee spell attack. It's a touch attack, excuse me. Uh, the target must be a creature within your reach. It takes an action, and it lasts seven days. Uh, druids and clerics can do it. It is a constitution saving throw. Flesh rot is the ability. The creature's flesh decays. The creature has disadvantage on charisma checks and vulnerability to all damage. So you are literally breaking their body down. It sucks. The worst part is, is a cleric or a suck. druid has to get close enough to whatever they're casting it on to touch it. Touchy uh-huh. touch, yeah. Seems like a good grave cleric type of Yeah, for there. sure. That would be a good one to yeah. use. I yeah. like it. It's a necromancy spell. It's real messed up. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah. That's that's our episode. We did it. And we're Woo! recording at a normal yeah, time. The question is, am I going to edit it in a normal fashion? Aha. I, well, my, my question was, you are still recording. Yes, I double-checked before we started. <laughs> we're good. Uh, All righty. Anything I want to pitch or plug? Mm, that sounded weird. <laughs> plug or pitch. Plug or pitch. That sounds like you're like plug with car, car and feathering somebody and then shoving something yeah they're plugging you, it you plug it yeah. with pitch Mm-mm-mm. i've always thought like oh tar and feathering can't be that bad but in order to get tar into a liquid it's, it's gotta, gotta be, be really hot. Hot, hot, hot yeah hot. yeah no it just burns your skin yeah. off it will kill you because you get third degree burns and then you die of infection yeah. the feathers are do. more the feathers are more insulting for yeah the, sure. feather, the feathers are for insult and mockery it's the tar yeah. that kills the you. feathers are for extra should we say we bye? should probably say bye before we get into a darker topic <laughs> all right ready three two one bye bye, bye.